Well, good evening, everyone. Good to see you here for our midweek Bible study and prayer time. Hope um, you've had a great day. You know what today is? We used to call this with our military folks, Happy Hump Day. It's Happy Hump Day. If you get to Wednesday, it's all uphill, and then it starts going down. So, uh, but anyway, we're glad you're here today. And uh, I thought we were going to get a pretty good storm a while ago, but nothing, nothing came of it. Nothing came of it at all. Well, tonight we're going to begin a new series, and uh, uh, I noticed that Brother Jeff, he came prepared. He's got his own books on, his own book on that, right. Yeah, hold it up so everybody can see it. You want to order one? Wow. Yeah. And uh, that's published, that was uh, published by John MacArthur. Very, very good book, and I did glean a lot from that book and many others. But uh, tonight, let's turn to uh, Luke chapter 6. Luke chapter 6. Luke chapter 6 and uh, verse 12, please. And uh, throughout this series, uh, this is where we're going to be uh, uh, beginning for each each of the apostles. Luke chapter 6. And I'll begin reading it, verse 12. Okay? Verse 12. And it came to pass in those days that he went out into a mountain to pray. This is speaking of the Lord Jesus Christ. And continued all night in prayer to God. And when it was day, he called unto him his disciples. And of them he chose twelve, whom he also named apostles. Simon, whom he also named Peter, and Andrew his brother, James and John, Philip and Bartholomew, Matthew and Thomas, James the son of Alphaeus, and Simon called Zelotes, and Judas the brother of James, and Judas Iscariot, which also was the traitor. Let's pray. Father, we want to thank you for this day, for this week, allowing us to live another day, allowing us to be here tonight. Thank you for those who've come. I pray that this series will be a blessing and encouragement to all of us. Lord, as we look at the apostles' lives, uh, may we examine our own lives in light of theirs and in light of the Scripture. And Lord, to see what kind of men you chose to be uh, your apostles. And Father, we'll thank you for it. Pray the lesson will make a difference in each of our lives and will glorify you with our lives. And we ask... Uh, all this in Jesus' name. Amen. <coughs> Brother Bill asked me, he said, is that what they look like? <laughs> well, they're just an artist's rendition. And we're going to see through this series. Uh, actually, I do have pictures that uh, a photographer took. And we'll begin with our first apostle. And I'm going to show you uh, how he pictured these apostles, what he thought they looked like, and he went around the he went around the country, and I'm not sure if other countries, but um, he sought out men whom he thought would uh, most likely impersonate these men, these apostles. All right, so th- this this is not their pictures right here, and we're going to see some different actually. So, what, what do you know? <clears throat> what do you know about Jesus' twelve apostles? Can you name them? 
Anybody can name the apostles? All right. Maybe by the time we're through with this series, we'll know them by heart. All right. Well, for starters, um, they were a strange, different collection of men the Lord chose to be His apostles and uh, to entrust with this great commission to his to this world. So, who were these 12 men? One author said this, quote, The apostles weren't saints. Uh, they weren't scholars. Uh, they weren't even religious sages. Uh, a sage is a, a profoundly wise person. All right, like Doug, okay? <clears throat> and uh, so... Have you? He goes on to say, have you ever considered who Jesus didn't choose for his inner circle? He didn't select a rabbi. He didn't recruit scholars. He didn't look within the religious establishment to build his team. Any of these would have given him an inside track with those in power. Instead, he assembled a ragtag bunch of folks with unimpressive resumes. Well, they um, certainly weren't superhuman, super super holy hu- uh, uh, supermen. Excuse me, uh, with halos around their heads, as is usually detected, de- depicted in most pictures. As a matter of fact. Do you notice this picture? Do you notice all of these have halos? Now what do you see here? Do you notice anything unusual in this picture? What, what, Jeff? Huh? Well, how do you know that's Judas? I assume he can't be a saint. No, he can't be a saint, right? Yeah, that is unusual. Uh, You know, most of the pictures I found online, uh, they all had halos on them. And except this one here. And that fell up there on the top row, that's supposed to be Judas. And of course, he wasn't holy. He wasn't saved. And we know that. We'll find out about him when we, when we get uh, to, to, to his biography, all right? <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so, they were simple, common, ordinary men. Some of them came from reputable families. And some of them did not have very good credentials. Uh, They were a mixture of society from many walks of life. So, there was, first of all, Simon, who is called Peter. He was impulsive. He was also impetuous. He was outspoken and very uncouth. Peter, the hot-headed. He is the rock apostle. Okay, we're going to give a name to each of these apostles that uh, characterize them, all right? He is the rock apostle who fell, but he rose again. Uh, one moment, he's a rock, solid as a rock. In the next moment, he's shifting sand. Then there's Andrew, Peter's brother. Simple, focused on the task, and believing. He is utterly loyal to Jesus Christ But he's quite unable to accept anything but what to him was indisputable evidence. He is the introducer apostle who was always bringing people to Jesus. 
And then there's James, the son of Zebedee. He's the zealous and ambitious apostle. His brother John, he's the dreamer, the visionary, who saw spiritual things so much more clearly than did the others. He is the loving apostle. And then there's Philip. He's the cautious, practical apostle. He has a calculator for a brain. Bartholomew, he is the sincere and gentle apostle. Thomas, he, was, he must have been from Missouri because uh, he's the show-me apostle. Some say he's the doubting apostle. Um, he's the questioning apostle. And we're going to find out where exactly does he fit. What exactly is he? And then there's Matthew. He's the publican or a tax collector. Uh, he's a traitor to his own countrymen. He is a social parasite. Ostracized by every loyal Jew. And by the Romans. With whom he willingly cooperated. He is the self-seeking apostle. Who left all to follow Jesus. And then there's James, the son of Alphaeus. He's the obscure or the unknown apostle. And then there's Labius. He is also called Thaddeus and Judas. And he is the steadfast apostle. And then there's Simon, the Canaanite. Simon the Zealot. He was a member of a fanatical nationalist group. And he, 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 he pledged to assassinate every Roman that he could lay his hands on. He is the zealous and fiery apostle. And then, finally, there's Judas Iscariot, who betrayed Jesus, and he is known as the traitor apostle. So this just gives you a little, a little uh, uh, information there about each one, or a little title for each of the apostles. Here's a letter that I found is really interesting. Uh, it's a letter addressed to Jesus, son of Joseph. And it's from the HR department of the Jordan Management Staffing Consultants. It says, Dear Sir, It is the opinion of the staff that most of your nominees for apostleship are lacking in background, education, and vocational aptitude for the type of position you are looking to fill. They do not have the team concept. We would recommend that you continue your search for persons of experience in managerial ability and proven, proven capacity. We have summarized the findings of our study below. Simon Peter is emotional. He is unstable. He is given to fits of temper and he cannot control his tongue. Andrew has absolutely no quality of leadership. The two brothers, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, uh, they place personal interest above company loyalty. They want to start at the top. Thomas demonstrates a questioning attitude uh, that would tend to undermine morale. We believe it our duty to tell you that Matthew has been blacklisted to the Greater Jerusalem Better Business Bureau as a money grubber and unscrupulous scrupulous businessman. James, the son of Alphaeus, and Thaddeus definitely have radical leanings. Additionally, they both registered high scores on the maniac 
depressive scale. However, one of the candidates shows great potential. He's a man of ability and resourcefulness. He's a great networker and has been highly motivated, very ambitious, and adept with financial matters. We would like to recommend Judas Iscariot as your comptroller, comptroller and chief financial operating officer. All the other profiles are self-explanatory, and we wish you the utmost success in your new venture. What if Jesus had chosen the 12 based on the modern methods of leadership selection? You know, most of them would have never had a chance to participate in his great commission to reach the world. One of the remarkable aspects of the Bible is its ability to capture our likeness, especially when we study the lives of Bible characters. And that's what we're going to be doing in this series. And as we look into the, into the mirror, as it were, of God's Word, uh, you know, we often see our, ourselves through the lives of others. That's why it's good to do Bible character studies. And uh, as, we, as, as, as we begin this series of studies on the apostles, well, we're going to find that they were just, that they were truly just ordinary men. And although there's very little recorded for, uh, for some of the apostles, uh, I'm going to try to uh, make practical applications, and, and, when we, and we will learn something uh, from each of their lives, uh, from their examples, from their mistakes, and of course from their victories. So these Bible, char- these Bible character studies will not be exhaustive, but they will enlighten and encourage us in our Christian walk. And so my prayer is that we will benefit and profit from them in such a way as to challenge and to change our lives. And that's, that's our goal in this study, all right? So, first of all, let's see. What is the difference uh, between an apostle and a disciple? Many people don't know what the difference is. Doug? All the apostles were chosen by Jesus, but disciples are ones that follow Jesus. Okay. That's very good. So, before we begin this study uh, of the individual lives of these men, I think that we should know that what the difference is between an apostle and a disciple and who they were. I have a little brochure. Uh, I forget where I got it, but that I refer to. And it says Jesus' 12 disciples. Well, they were disciples, but he chose them to be apostles. Um, Gabe? Correct. Wasn't it through the wisdom of God, of him being up on the mountain with God, that these men were chosen? Not just Jesus choosing them, but... You, you, the Father's yes. leading him and directing him? Yes. Well, certainly the Holy Spirit was leading him also. Um, Jesus spent, as we read there, he spent all night in prayer. Uh, I don't know of any of us who have ever done that. I've never done that. Um, Maybe you have. But that's something difficult to do, I think. But he spent all night in prayer, seeking the Father's will about who to select. All right? And, of course, uh, Jesus was God, and so therefore he knew which men he was going to select. 
All right. So, uh, uh, so what's the difference though between an apostle and a disciple, and and, and who were they? So when you read the New Testament, uh, you'll notice that the twelve men. Uh, Melody, could you look up Matthew ten, please, verse one and two? Okay, Matthew ten, verse one and two. And uh, Doug, would you read John 8, verse 31 when we get there? John 8, verse 31. And uh, Jeff, if you would please, John 15 and verse 8. Okay, John 15 and verse 8. All right, so these men, these 12 men, whom Jesus chose to be his apostles, are sometimes also called his disciples. Matthew 10, verse 1 and 2, Melody. And when he... And when he had called unto him his twelve disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. Now the names of the twelve apostles are these, the first Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew his brother, James the son of Zebedee, and John his brother. Okay, all right, thank you, dear. So you see that in verse 1, they're called disciples, and then in verse 2, they're called apostles, all right? So, a disciple, let's put it like this, a disciple, uh, the, the Greek word that is used is mathetes, mathetes, um, and, uh, and that means he is, uh, that is a person who is a learner, um, a student, a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ, who believes his doctrine, he, he rests on his sacrifice, he continues in his word, and he also brings forth fruit. And we see this in John 8 and verse 31. Doug? John 8 31 says, Then then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, If ye continue in my word, then ye are my disciples indeed. Thank you, sir. And so, one one characteristic is that he continues in the word. He is constantly learning. Uh, He's a student. He's following his teacher. All right. Uh, John 15 and verse 8, please. By this my Father is glorified that ye bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. There we go. So a disciple is also a fruit bearer. He brings forth fruit. So that's the the word uh, a disciple. Mathetes. Am I saying that correctly, Mark? Okay. And then there's the word uh, apostle. And the Greek word is apostolos. And that means to send out uh, it is a messenger, one who is chosen and sent forth by another, an envoy, okay? a person who is sent out with a message at the commission of a supreme power. And uh, so I mentioned this uh, last week, I think, uh, to, to Gabe, we were talking about this series we were going to do, and I asked if he knew, or if he, had, if he remembered that even Jesus himself is called an apostle. Did you know that? Now, some of you are looking puzzled. Well, I'm glad you asked me where it is. It's in John chapter 20 and verse 21. Mark, would you read that, please? John 20 and verse 21. And then Hebrews 3 and verse 1. Um, who can read that one for me? Yeah, Sterling. And second, uh, Hannah, 2 Corinthians 8 and verse 23. And uh, Trenton, Philippians 2 and verse 25. And good and loud, whoever is reading. Okay? So here's John 20, 21. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you, as the Father has sent me, even 
All right. Here's something interesting. That those two words hath sent in the Greek is the word apostolos. And what did we say an apostolos was? Someone who is sent out. He is a messenger. One who is chosen and sent forth by another. It means to send. All right. Hebrews three and verse one. Therefore, holy brothers, you who share in the heavenly calling, consider Jesus the apostle and high priest of our confession. Have you ever seen that? It says right there, clear, clear as can be. Jesus is an apostle. Why? Because he was sent by the Father. He was sent by the Father. Uh, now, this may surprise you, but modern-day missionaries, uh, a modern-day missionary is, in a sense, an apostle. Okay? And let's read 2 Corinthians 8 and verse 23. Who has... Go ahead, say it. Thank you, Hannah. That word messengers there, again, it's the word apostolos. These men were apostles of the church. They were sent out. And Philippians 2 and verse 25, who has that one? I have thought thought it necessary to send to you Epaphroditus, my brother and fellow worker and fellow soldier, and your messenger and minister to my name. Thank you. And again, that word messenger is the word apostolos. So it's used in different, uh, different senses, all right? They're, 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 uh, but they're all, they all are sent out. They are messengers. Um, today, well, I'll get there in just a minute. All right. let, me, let me share several things with you. There are several things that were true of the apostles. Uh, first of all, they were just ordinary, common, real people just like you and I. They didn't have halos, all right? They were just common people from different backgrounds, and we're going to find out just what kind of people they were. Secondly, they were imperfect men. They had, they had they, with, with human sinful traits and weaknesses and fears, just like we do. And then third, they were 12 men chosen directly by the Lord Himself. And we see that in Matthew chapter 10. We see that in Mark chapter 3. In Luke chapter 6, which we uh, read to begin with. And then in Acts chapter 1. So all four of these passages here, they they all uh, list the apostles. And we're going to be looking, uh, we'll always begin with Luke chapter 6. Now, Jesus had, we're told, at least 70 disciples and chose His apostles from among them. All the apostles were disciples, but not all the disciples were apostles. Okay? And that's important to remember. Uh, we, we are not told, we are not told why He chose these particular, uh, these particular 12 disciples disciples out of all the 70. And by the way, why did Jesus choose you and me? 
Jesus chooses people not for who they are or anything that they can do or cannot do for Him or for any human self-potential. He chose us because of His grace. And, amen, and because of His love for us. So why did the Lord choose 12? Have you ever thought about that? Why the number 12? Have you ever seen that somewhere? Have you ever seen that anywhere else in Scripture? 12, yes, son. No, I was just, I wanted to clarify something that, that, that Gabe had asked uh, in regards to the apostles, because today there are some denominations that have the title of an apostle. They yeah. didn't have a title, they had the position. Yes. But they weren't capital A like. Yep, like some are today. Right, Reverend, Cardinal, Bishop. Right, yep. Yeah, and there are many churches today in, in some uh, denominations. Uh, uh, the pastor is referred to as an apostle. All right. Well, there are no more apostles, and I'll tell you why in just a minute. Yes, Doug. Um, we, we were told that we were chosen before the foundation of the earth. Yes. So Jesus knew who the twelve were, and because he knew who the twelve were, because foreknowledge. Okay. Yes. They were chosen. For the foundation of the world. That's a good point. That's a very good point. So, why did he choose 12, though? Well, the number 12 is important. Uh, There's a study called numerology. Uh, I have a book that kind of goes through all the numbers of the Bible and it tells you what they all are, why they're significant. Uh, The number 3, for instance, the Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Uh, the number five is the number that represents grace. Okay? Uh, the number seven, completion. Um, perfection. God created the world in seven days, and then there are many other sevens, okay? Um, so the number 12 symbolizes governmental perfection by divine appointment. It shows the involvement and authority of God in the human family. For instance, God's people were divided into how many tribes? How many spies were sent out by Moses? Okay. Uh, how many thrones are there? How many, there will be how many thrones for judgment of the 12 tribes? How many? 12. Okay. Uh, how many pearly gates are there in the heavenly city? 12. Um, how many foundations? 12. How many manners of fruit? Twelve. And we can go on and on. Biblical numerology is it's, it's amazing. You know, it's not something that the authors of the Bible just thought up. They, they're significant. They mean something. Um, forty, the number forty just comes to mind. What does, what does forty represent? Yes, but that was God's judgment. Forty is the number of judgment. So anyway... This is not a study of numerology, but it's free tonight, okay? Yeah, right, yeah, right. Now, listen, the apostles, do you think they knew what 12 meant was? What? I think they did. They knew the importance of the number 12. They knew the scriptures, okay? And you know what? Matter of fact, what happened after Judas went out and hung himself? What did the apostles do? They chose another one to replace him. They filled that vacancy that was caused 
uh, by Judas the traitor. And you see, you can read that in Acts chapter 1 and verse 26. Okay? Now, not only were they ordinary men, they were imperfect men. Uh, They were chosen by the Lord, but they were transformed men. You know, after Jesus touched their lives, they were never the same again. And likewise, when Jesus touches your life, you will never be the same. I'm not the same person I used to be, Brother Jeff. 2 Corinthians 5.17, what does that say? Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is what? A new creature, a new creation. All things are passed away, and behold, all things are become new. And then... These men were equipped with special power, with signs and and gifts, uh, which were the divine credentials of their office. And we see that in Matthew chapter 10 and verse 1, in Acts chapter 2, verse 43, and Acts chapter 5, verse 12 through 16, if you want to look those up, all right? Pardon me, Matthew 10, Acts chapter 2, and Acts chapter 5. And then, these men were also eyewitnesses of the resurrection. As a matter of fact, um, who hasn't read, would like to read? Anybody? Yes, uh, Violet. Acts chapter 1, verse 21 and 22. Acts 1, verse 21 and 22. Yes, uh-huh, go ahead. Thank you. So these men were there from the very beginning of Jesus' ministry, his baptism, all the way, and they were there, they witnessed his resurrection. That was a qualification for these men to be an apostle. Okay? And, uh, and, then, and then finally, finally, uh, the period in the history of the church when the apostles were alive is called the apostolic age. If you've ever heard that term, it just simply it means that this is the period of when the apostles were alive. And that period ended with the death of the last apostle, who was probably John, right? Okay. And, you know, here's something else. We are going to look at, uh, in each apostle, we're, we're going to look at, um, mainly from tradition, what happened to each of these apostles uh, where, where, what happened to them? Uh, how did they die? Okay, and where did they die? So we'll be looking at that. But we believe that John was the last apostle, and uh, he, when he died, the apostolic age was over. There are no more apostles today, in the sense of of these men being chosen. Okay. Now, let me say this: that the Roman Catholic Church claims that Jesus gave Peter a unique position among the apostles, which has been passed on in the office of the papacy. And they claim that Peter was the first pope. And they also teach what is called apostolic succession. And this refers to the uninterrupted lines of bishops, which are historically traceable back to the original 12 apostles. Contrary 
to Catholic teaching, there is no apostolic succession today. The apostles had no successors. All right, they had they had disciples too, and uh, who went on? Uh, I think of um, uh, uh, John had um, John Mark, yes, uh, but uh, some of the other ones. Church fathers, oh, yeah. Polycarp. Polycarp. Yes, I think Polycarp was wasn't he a disciple of John? Right. So, but but he wasn't an apostle. Okay, he was a disciple, a follower. Now, let's move on. Who works? See, here's a different picture, Bill. They look differently there also. Another artist rendition. Okay. So, who were the apostles? I think that before um, before we uh, before we focus on each of the apostles, uh, I think it would be good to uh, briefly take note of these men, who these men were, whom the Lord left to carry out His great commission, and uh, they are listed. And by the way, on the back of your lesson sheet, you will see there uh, all four. Uh, places where their names are listed, okay? And uh, they're listed in Matthew 10, Mark 3, Luke 6, Acts chapter 1. Here here are some interesting facts about the apostles. First, they were all Jews. And they were from the uh, region of Galilee, except for Judas Iscariot. He was from Judea. The next fact is that they were probably in their 20s. Except for Peter. Peter was probably near 30 years old. Alright. Then they are referred to as a corporate body. Uh, The 12. Matthew 26 and verse 20. They're referred to as the 12. Then some were married. Like Peter. Peter. And that's a shock to some people. Oh, Peter couldn't have been married. He was the first pope. Excuse me. The Bible says he had a wife. All right? In more than one place. We'll look at that uh, further when we get to Peter. Their occupations ranged from fishermen. A good majority of them were fishermen. Uh, One was a tax collector. And, of course, one was a revolutionary. Peter's always mentioned first. And Judas Iscariot is always mentioned last. Each list of the apostles has three groups containing the same four members, regardless of what list you look at. Four always uh, uh, grouped together. Group one, it's Peter, Andrew, James, and John. In group two, there's Philip, Bartholomew, Thomas, and Matthew. And then in group three, there's James, the son of Alphaeus, Labius, Simon the Zealot, and Judas Iscariot. Those men are always grouped like that in each of these three groups. Some of them are referred to by more than one name. Uh, For instance, Peter. What was another name for Peter? Cephas. Cephas. All right. What else? Simon. Simon. Simon Peter, okay. Um, Labius, uh, this fellow, we're going to find out, had three names. He, he is Labius, 
Thaddeus, Judas. Each group has a decreasing amount of information about its members. And we'll see that how as we progress through, we're going to find less and less information about these men. The groups are in decreasing order of intimacy to the Lord. The first three in group one, and who's that? Okay, they were referred to as the inner circle. They were the inner circle. Um, as, far, as far as we know, all the apostles, except John, died a martyr's death. And I'll be sharing how, and uh, according to, 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 to tradition, how each of them died and where they died. And then here's something else. They all boasted that they would never deny the Lord, but all of them forsook him. Every one of them. And they fled uh, when he was arrested. So, these are the 12 men that Jesus chose to carry out his commission to the world. These men were the foundation of the church Jesus was going to build. They were, and I believe this, that they were the first members of the church that he began. I believe, and I've always thought that Jesus, uh, that, that he began, uh, that his church began during his earthly ministry, okay, with his disciples. So, why did he choose such a diverse group of men to carry out his mission? I believe it was to show us that his grace can save and use anyone, no matter what their background, what their faults are, or their frailties. So, if the Lord could use these men with all of their hang-ups and all of their imperfections, their temperaments, and their sins, then you know what? There's hope that He can use us. I'm, I'm glad that He can use me and He can use each of you here this evening in His service. And so during this series, uh, we're going to see how these ordinary men, uh, we're going to see how they were sinners, they were just sinners, saved by grace. Just like you and I. Just like you and I. Amen? Well, I hope you got something out of this lesson and it'll put a, a thirst in your heart to know more about them. And as we go through and we look at these 12 men, we're going to see that they were just like us. They were just like us. They weren't holy in the sense of having uh, uh, halos. Uh, they weren't perfect by far. They were just ordinary men. Father, we thank you for this time together. I pray this has been profitable for us tonight as we begin this series about the men you chose to be your apostles. No, you had a lot of disciples, and certainly we want to be a disciple. We want to sit at your feet and learn. And uh, Lord, we just thank you for uh, your word. And uh, Lord, one thing about your word, it, it tells us the good, the bad, and the ugly. And we're going to see that in these men. And we thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen.